Everything that we were supposed to do was to bring God glory. But now because of this, the sin that we've been formed and shaped in our, 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 our sin-stained uh, selves, there is this perverted side that stops us from giving God glory in everything. Absolutely. And that is the reason why we need right. Christ. All right, guys, welcome back to our uh, next episode of Setting Our Thoughts Captive. My name is Chitiz. My name is Dejuan Johnson. And we welcome you back uh, on this episode where we look into different topics with the lens of Scripture. Uh, quick fact about history of Scripture, actually. Uh, before Martin Luther's Reformation, Dejuan, um, the Bible was written was translated to Latin language and it was only uh, only the Pope and the people that were working in the monasteries were able to read it. So you know for us to learn the scripture we had to go and learn from the teaching of the popes and the leaders there. Mm. So the result, one of the benefits, one of the great things that came out of the Reformation was Martin Luther translated the Bible to German language, to a language that a lay person could understand. And that resulted in this whole uh, era of Bible being translated to uh, common languages that people mm. can speak. And oh, so as a result, sweet. we have Bible in my language, Nepali. We have Bible in your language, English. And then, you know, we can have Bible in, in, in any languages we can't. So, sweet. say that, just a, just a small fact that I read. I, was, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, today, we want to talk about, from the scripture... We want to talk about man. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about what man is. We want to talk about what our condition is. We want to talk about what is good about man, what is wrong about us. Yeah, it's like, who is man? Who is man? So when we think about the first thing uh, that comes to mind is how did we come into existence? Right? Mm, mm -hmm. Where did we evolved into being a man or were we created that's an easy question <laughs> right we were created we were created now why 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 do you i mean obviously for us we believe in the bible we believe in the scripture that god created man but uh do you why do you think that we were created other than that uh i think we were created for god's glory yeah um, and a verse that I would use to base that on is Colossians 1.16. Mm. It says, uh, For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him. And the last part says, and for him. him. Yeah. Yep. So we were created for his, pur for his own purpose, uh, for his glory. Um, that's what I would say. Right. Would yeah. you add anything to that? Uh, I mean... Just piggybacking what you're saying, the implication of we being created for Him gives us the purpose for creation, right? Purpose for our existence. But at the same time, it also gives us the idea that you know, this, all these things did not happen as an accident. Mm -hmm. There is a reason behind it. We do not exist as an accident. Mm -hmm. There is a purpose behind our existence. Yeah. If I were just to add one more, one more verse to kind of help support... Mm -hmm. um, what I said, I would, I would add um, uh, Isaiah 43, 7, which says, Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory. Mm. 
whom I have formed, even whom I have made. So God created us, God formed us and made us. And it, it, it's for his own glory. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, everything that God creates is for his own glory. And, and we are, we are the benef we are the Benef benefactor is that mm -hmm. the right word benefactor. beneficiary beneficiary yeah. i knew it was, it was yeah. confusing there we are the beneficiary of it that we were existed because god is for his glory mm -hmm. so let's dive into this who is man uh the first thing that i think we kind of already talked about is man is god's creation yep right and we can find that in genesis 1 26 to 27 i'm going to read that real quick uh, Genesis 1 26 to 27 then God said let us make man so let us make man we talked about Trinity last week so there's yeah. the plurality there right let us make man how how did God make man in our image after our likeness now that's that's really key to understand that God made us in his image that's that that's what separates us from any other creation right because mm -hmm. we were made in God's image in his likeness and then and then right after that, he gives us the purpose. He gives us the, the, one of the purposes of him uh, creating us and let them have dominion over the face of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping things that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, too, um, when we look at creation, right? Yeah. Um, God created the heavens and the earth, and, and he created all these different things. And then uh, to wrap everything up, he ends with creation of man. Man. And, you know, so in terms of who we are, uh, I, like you said, we're, we're unique. Um, he saved the best for last. Right. <laughs> um, and so... You know, when we think about our uniqueness, like it's so important that we understand when he talks about uh, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, likeness. or according to our likeness. Right. Uh, those two those two words, image and likeness, uh, that is the key in understanding who we are in terms of everything else in creation um, and how we are to view ourselves. That's why every person um, uh, has more value than, and it's not to say things don't have that God created doesn't have value, right? But it's to put things in the proper place. Human life has more value than anything else, right? Absolutely. And um, and even when He created us, like when we talk about animals and all of this, He says, "Let them rule over mm -hmm. the fish of the sea and over the birds of the mm -hmm. sky and over the cattle and mm -hmm. over." all mm -hmm. the earth right. so god has given us dominion over everything within the earth that is also another example of our likeness with god we are uh we we're ruling or we have dominion over yeah. everything within and that's the almost earth. in our dna right i mean if you think about why do men why do human beings we're not the strongest beast in the world i mean there are so many animals that are stronger than us mm -hmm. right we're not the we're not the most powerful one, but we have dominion over everything because I think we have that tendency, that DNA that God has given us to have dominion over earth. And, and not only that, we have reasoning, we have understanding, we have consciousness, we have, we, have, uh, we have all these things 
because these are because we are made in the image of God. Obviously, we're not perfect, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But when God created Adam and Eve in that in their image, they they had no sin in them. So mm-hmm. they were in perfect harmony. They were in perfect likeness of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, um, it's I think it's twofold too. It's like when you understand that that God created man for His glory, um, we have a reason for being here. Yeah. Um, and in that reason too, that also says that the way that God sees us and the way that the way that God thinks about us, um, we are important to God. Absolutely, absolutely. And not not only it, it gives us the purpose, but it also gives us the comfort in uh, comfort in knowing that you know we are not here that that God does value us enough to really want to worship from us, mm. right? Yeah. Romans uh, Romans eleven thirty six says, "For from him." And through him and to him are all things. To mm. him be the glory forever. Mm. Amen. So love that verse. When we think about ourselves uh, in terms of creation, we were created for God's glory. Um, now, when we think about living that out in our own personal lives, um, you know, we can get even more narrow in terms of looking at how we can glorify God, right? Um, in our jobs and our marriage and and all that we're not really going to touch on that but you know just just to keep this in mind just to add a little something to that where it's not just oh we're just created but in um in uh first corinthians uh chapter 10 verse 31 Mm -hmm. it says whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god Mm -hmm. um we are made and created for God's glory. Yeah. What we think, what we do should glorify God. Right. And, and that also presents an issue too because like Roman says, uh, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Right. Um, so what we were created to do, we have not lived up we to that. We have felt, right. I mean, uh, until now, when we talk about creation, Everything seems to be perfect. We were created for glory. There was no sin. Adam and Eve, they, were, they had the ability to sin because God allowed, created them with that ability, but they had no sin. So let's talk about what changed, what happened. Um, yeah, so... So we call the fall, right? That's what, yeah. that's what we call it. The fall, I mean, what I, I guess what I was thinking was... <laughs> It didn't take long. No, it didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it doesn't seem to have taken long. No. You know? And so we move from, let's move from talking about creation to talking about man's condition. Condition. So um, I think, remember, image, we're made in God's image and in God's likeness. So even when we consider ourselves today, we still are made in God's image and we still have the likeness of God, even though we are currently in a fallen state. Right. You know, um, even in the, the New Testament, and we're going to, I know I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but even in the New Testament, in James, I like this verse. Um, he's mainly focusing on the power of the tongue, the things that we say. Uh, 
But check out this little this little in part of James three verse nine. It says. Uh, and, and talking about the tongue, but it says, with it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. So even then, even after the fall, we still see the acknowledgement that we are still made in the image and likeness of God. So man from the beginning still bears God's image, still bears God's likeness, even after the fall, but it's just distorted it's distorted and it started with adam and eve when they disobeyed god's command to by eating the fruit uh, from the tree that he warned them not to eat uh-huh. and it started by really disobeying god's law god's command right and, and that has been the case since now till now right that man has been uh, man has been disobeying god and like we talked about everything was subject to him for his glory and we're not giving him the glory, but we're giving glory to ourselves or our things that he has made instead of giving glory to him. And that has been the issue since the beginning. Right. And we will call that three letter word called sin. Yes. Right. And sin, sin is missing the mark failure to obey or conform to God's moral law. Yep. And I think when we think about sin to uh, we should always remember it in relation to God. God first. Yeah. Like your sin can hurt someone, um, but the beginning part of it always starts with God, be- God, yeah. God because it's, a, it's breaking God's law. Mm-hmm. So immediately when we sin, the first person who is offended, the first person who we've rebelled against or violated is God. God, yeah. So um, I think too... When we think about sin, um, sin is also twofold. It's right. like um, it's something that we have to consider in terms of not just what we do, do. but um, also our attitude. Right. And I think, I think in that matter, right, I mean, oftentimes we jump into our actions, jump into the works and deeds, but the Bible is always focused also on the heart. Right, mm. where our attitude is, because yes. the, when Jesus says, out of the heart flows all evil things. And the result of that comes out in the action. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we tend to like look into our action, we change our action. And yeah, you might be able to fix your action, but that's a temporary fix. What about your heart Yeah, inside? Yeah. Yeah. And you see like in the Bible, it talks about this hard heart. Like the, the thing, it's not what, what you put into your body that defiles you. It's what comes out, out of, of you, yeah. and and the thing is, like we as um, as fallen people, we need God to dwell in us. We need a new heart, um, and that hard heart is what causes us to rebel, right. um, uh, to shake our fist at God, right. um, and a whole slew of other things that comes right. comes with it. You know, I was talking to uh, one of my, my friends and, you know, when we think about the, the Pharisees, like you said, it's like they tried to earn God's favor with, how, with what they did. Yeah. But we saw that their heart was wicked right. when they were met with opposition, conversation, debate with Christ. 
right. and any, and for that matter, any other disciples, true followers of Jesus, when um, they were met with that opposition, we saw Jesus himself called them children of the devil. Right. You know, and when we think about, I can't remember the exact verse when it talks about uh, or some, the, the whole law is summed up in love. Yeah. And that's that attitude piece that we talked right. about. So uh, another verse that I think is good is Mark 12, uh, verse 30 where it says, love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. strength. Which, by the way, without Christ is impossible. Right. Uh, We're not going to be able to do. But just for those who think that they can do, here is the added weight again to say like it's impossible without Him. Absolutely. Because, Because when we think about it, there are even moments in our own Christian walk where we still do, but we don't necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when God says, if you love me, you would keep my, my commandments. commandments. If you love me, you will obey me. Right. And so... Even that accent comes out of love for him, right? It comes out of the right attitude and right heart aligning towards the truth of who he is right and that's how it should always flow out of love for god we do but the flip the way we flip it is we end up doing without love or or trying to earn his love right we can't and he's already loved us right i also like that verse in first samuel um, god says to samuel do not consider his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm. And, and oftentimes with our works, right? And that, that was the issue with Pharisees. Their outside work might look holy when we look at them from outside, mm-hmm. but their heart was not in right place. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus absolutely rebuked uh, again and again and again in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're... They were trying to do it to show it to people, but their intentions were not right. They were worshiping, they were giving offerings to the church, but their intentions and heart was not in right place. Right. You know, and that, and it's so crazy because the law is, will be an accuser to anyone who um, tries to live by it. We can't live by it. And the funny thing is like, when we look at the Ten Commandments, right? The first four commandments are towards God, God yeah. and the last six is towards man. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because it's like man always wants to do the last six, six. but ignore the, the first, first four. Yeah. So they try to earn God's favor by how they treat others while neglecting how they view and treat God. God. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the condition that we are in, that we are in a fallen state. We are sinful uh, in nature. And, and you know, like, like you said, like the, all these laws should be a reminder to us that there is no way we can fulfill this law in our own work. Hmm. It should be a reminder to us that, you know, this is the standard that God holds mm-hmm. and we are not able to fulfill it. And mm-hmm. that's the problem, right, with the sin. That's yeah. the issue with sin. But, but man thinks he can fulfill it. Yeah. People think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People think. Right, they think. They think. First John uh, 
chapter 3, verse 4 defines sin for us. So just to, just to put a little bit more meat on it, we keep throwing out these laws and stuff. So yeah. just to put a little bit more meat on what is sin. First um, John 3, 4. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. So when we think about um, Adam and Eve and what they did, I mean, obviously it was sin. They just, I mean, they practiced lawlessness. They yeah. did not obey the law that God right. had given them, which is do not eat of this yeah. tree. Yeah. And again, the issue wasn't the fruit. Issue wasn't the tree. Issue was disobedience uh, by eating the fruit that God had prohibited. Mm -hmm. And so it's not really the fruit that caused the sin. It mm -hmm. was Adam and Eve's disobedience towards God's law that, co that caused the sin. Mm -hmm. And so let's, let's dive into that original sin, right? I mean, sin did not and cannot come from God because He's a holy God. Mm -hmm. He cannot cause sin. And that's in the book of James, he, James makes it clear. And God uh, did not create sin. Neither does, can, can sin entice Him or, or so. Mm -hmm. But... Although it was not created by God, it existed because God allowed it. Because yeah. nothing happens without God not allowing it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, our first thought is to say then, like, well, why did God allow it? Like, why didn't God just create people who were holy all the time? Right. Um, and to answer that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why God. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know I, why I, he can, did that. I can think a little bit like maybe God wanted us to worship Him with, with the ability not knowing that with the with the what do you call? We He wanted us to uh, worship Him or want to worship Him. I don't. I don't know to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like think <laughs> you deep, started, you're but like, it started. It started to give me a headache over here. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But you honest. know, one of the things too, though, that we should consider when we think about sin. Uh, sin really is just irrational. At the end of it, it's like we, we've either denied some truth. Yeah. So God said, this is what it is. And we say, mm -hmm. no, it's not. Or um, we don't think something that God said is right. Right. You know, so we're like, oh, God, you're wrong on this. Mm -hmm. This is the right way. Uh, but I mean, ultimately, it's irrational. And, and I guess... To kind of flesh it out is to think about uh, Satan, right? Yeah. Um, the, the fallen, fallen angel, him and the fallen angels. Mm -hmm. Here they are. Uh, they they've dwelt with God. They know God is supreme. They mm -hmm. know God is all powerful, mm -hmm. and yet let their and yet they're leading a revolt against yeah. God. Like that's irrational. Yeah. They know the end. Right. The end there, they're gonna they're gonna be in hell. Yeah. The, the the hell was created for Satan and his angels. Yeah. Another example of just knowing the end that's gonna come, yet they persist, um, is in the story where where I don't know how to pronounce the city. It's like Gadarenes or um, I think it's called Gadarenes, but it was when the the two demon possessed men uh, they were they were possessed. And no one could pass by that region because yeah. they were so violent. Mm -hmm. And here comes Jesus. Mm -hmm. And out of the men, you hear the demon speak and saying, have you come to torment us before the time? Yeah. So they know already well, the that end the end result is going to be 
eternal yeah. torment. And obviously, he, he had the pigs go into the swine and they go yeah. off the mountain, whatever. But it's just so interesting, like even there, they know the end result of what's coming. Yeah. And yet they persist. Yeah. And then, well, and like, let's go back to like, why, why do you think like they wanted to persist towards like disobeying God? I think it comes from the place where, I mean, there's pride related to it, right? There's mm-hmm. this wanting to be God. Mm-hmm. That has been the issue with uh, with Eve, and that has been the issue with the angels. So they want to exalt themselves as God, mm-hmm. right? And in doing that, like you said, they they put up a position that you know maybe God is not right, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe He's not who He says He is, mm-hmm. and and I and maybe we can be like more, we can be in His position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think. I think too with that is like knowing that sin is not just an offense against God. Like when we sin, it's like we're 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 believing some lie, mm. or or we we think we know better, or a combination of yeah. both. Yeah. But also, we're just completely being irrational, and I think that is why it's so important to know Scripture. And not just know it, but trust it and and cling to it. Like, All right. let's obey what God has said. Absolutely. And why why do you like when you think about right? Why do we need to know that we are a sinner? Why do we need to know about sin? Well, the simple answer is when we go to a doctor, right? In order for a doctor to prescribe us a medicine, he has to give us a he has to take us through a proper diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Like you can just go to a doctor and he's like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to give you a leg pain without really looking at your leg and doing an x-ray or something like that. So in order for us to really deal with our human condition, deal with the problem that we have, we have to first recognize the problem. Mm-hmm. We have to understand sin. We have to understand why it is a huge issue. So we can look into what's the solution and we can, we can really get both of them in the scripture because the scripture exposes us of our sin but it also gives us the grace of God mm-hmm. talks about the grace of God yeah um, and and just to add go a little bit back um, on our uniqueness as God's creation uh, so the, the the fallen angels they persist in their revolt against God which mm-hmm. ultimately will lead to um, their demise but with us, it doesn't make sense for us to continue in that. Yeah. And the unique and wonderful thing about us is God has created remission. God has created a, a way for us right. to be forgiven right. for our lawlessness. Yeah. We don't find that with the angels. We don't see yeah. that with them. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we find that for us. And there's so much uniqueness. Even compared to the angels, right? Because when we think about angels, we think about something that is much divine in us, and there could be. But the, the, but the thing that God created us with his image and the fact that God has provided a way of redemption for our sin, I think it gives us that God, God's value to human is much higher yeah. than sometimes we think it is. Yeah, we, we were made a little lower than angels, but what about once we see God? Yeah. Once we see Christ and we're made perfect, yeah. what then? Where's right. our position going to be then? 
Yeah. And in, uh, even with angels, they are not act. We never see a record of scripture. Obviously, we don't know everything about it because only we, the only things that we know about it is what God has decided to reveal to us in the scripture. Mm-hmm. But we never see where uh, the scripture calls angels children of God. Mm, yeah. uh, we never see scripture having angels having that kind of relation, intimate relationship with God that we have through Christ. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's just like an interesting thought. I don't have an answer. Um, but I think like once everything is, once we have the new heaven and new earth, it's going to be interesting to see that full thing come about in our position with mm-hmm. God, with God. Um, in reference to angels. Yeah. Yeah. So Satan's a hater. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think that that's, I, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, it could be, it could be that. And then, like I said, Satan's trying, that's why Satan is trying to accuse about us to God, right? He's an accuser. Yeah. And pointing the finger. Right, pointing the finger. So, um, so we talk about um, Adam and Eve falling. This is yeah. also referred to as original sin, right? Yes. Uh, that, so with them breaking the law, mm-hmm. this is where uh, for us, uh, sin has spread to every single human. Yeah. Sin entered the world, right? Yep. Romans 5 to says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all have sin. Hmm. Um, and then just to take it a, a step further, it's not like, it's not like, oh, you were born pure, right. and then at some point you've messed up and now you're, right. you're tainted. Right. Psalms 51, 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin. Same. My mother conceived me. So from the get-go, we're messed up. Yeah. We are born in sin. And and so that that brings up the the whole concept that some people have that, you know, we are in our, uh, we are deep down good, but we just, we just mess up and we need instruction. But when I read these two verses, I see that we are deep down not good. Yeah. And what we need is not instruction, but what we need is a savior. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think that's where, my, where, where man finds himself. Like, he's constantly working to try to be good. Yeah. And it's just futile. It's like, and it's also the audacity of man. Right. Like, you know, obviously it's worthless to try to work and earn God's favor. Right. But the audacity to think that you can now do something that's so right. good where God says, oh, wow, you right. are a good guy. Right. Never mind my law. Yeah. That's all. I mean, the audacity of us as God's created beings to say, even though we broke his law, there is another way for us aside from Jesus to be good with right. him. And if, if, you, if you are in that position where you think you can, give it a try. See how it goes. Because there is no way with our good works we can, we can ever meet God's perfect standard. Mm. Yeah, I, you know. And I have always noticed this. Like, you know, you might, you might have good works all your life and you messed up even once and your eternal judgment against God is going to be the same. So mm-hmm. you're filled all together. Mm-hmm. And we... I mean, I know I feel every single day. Yeah, I, uh, I was just thinking about this. Like earlier this week, I fell with a situation at the house. 
with with our couch, our stanking couch. I <laughs> uh, one of the one of our kids took a marker and wrote on our couch. Ooh. Well, not really wrote, scribbled, <laughs> all, like red marker all over our couch. Yeah, I was furious. <laughs> furious, yeah. man, and. Yeah, you know, with the anger, there also came some sin out of that. Yeah. You know, and I could try to justify, at the end of the day, justify my anger. Yeah. Um, but I was just wrong. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's even the other crazy thing, too. It's just like, we're not trying to sin, but it's just who we are. We are it comes yeah. out of us. Right. You know, like... It's so interesting too in marriage, like you could be good at certain things, but it's so funny how God, the person that God gives you will help you become more like Christ. And it's not always by praying and yeah. fasting together. Mm -hmm. It's by them getting on your nerves. <laughs> they get on your nerves yeah. and they make you angry. And then what's inside of you spills out now. Yeah. So you're and exposed. it's exposed. Right. And it's not it's not this old Christ like nature that right. comes out. It's the fallen side fall of you that comes out. Yeah. So so yeah, I you know, I wanna I wanna read this uh in Isaiah sixty four. Uh this whole idea and this I mean hopefully this trumps this whole idea of trying to be good. Yeah. Uh Isaiah sixty four, verse six. Um, it says, for all of us who have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment mm -hmm. and all of us wither like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name, who arouses to him himself to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us. And have delivered us into the power of our own iniquities. Mm. So there's power in sin. There's this grip of sin that holds us. And unless God delivers us from that, all our attempts to be righteous are just filthy, filthy rags. rags. Yeah. And you're not able to. And you will fail. I mean. Right. We see that. Hey, we see that 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 same thing with Adam and Eve. Right. Yeah. So they ate the fruit. What was the next thing they did? They went and hid themselves and tried to try to justify that. I mean, what does Adam do? The first thing he does is blames his wife. Right. Right. Is that what you were trying to say? Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it. But think about the, they sold their own garments. They mm. they ate the fruit and then they, and they realized they were naked. naked. Yeah. And so then now they try to cover their nakedness. Mm. So they go and by the way, they were the original sewers. Yeah. <laughs> they were. So anyone who sews garments and stuff, shout out. You are like in a class that dates all the way back to the beginning. But anyway, so they well, tried... If you're going to say that, they were also the original vegans then. You have to, you have to give a <laughs> shout out to all the vegans too at this point then. Yeah, they didn't eat any meat uh, or, or any meat-based stuff. They ate plants. Plants. So, but here they are. They tried to cover their nakedness. They sewed garments together mm. and tried to cover themselves. And then they hear God coming 
walking, and they hid themselves. Yeah. So it's so interesting, like their attempt, whatever, and I guess mainly focusing on the garments, they tried to cover their own sin. Mm. Yeah, that's... It wasn't good enough. It wasn't. It wasn't. God, and be sure of this too, like with you trying to cover your sin, God knows. Who told you you were naked? Right, right. <laughs> And the reality that we cannot like really cover our sin, mm-hmm. and the biggest reality of that is death. Mm. Like look at it. I mean, the death entered the world because of sin. All of us die because of our sin. Regardless mm. of if you die today or tomorrow or after eighty years, you die because of your sin. Yeah. And 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 if you were able to atone for your own sins, then you know the reality of death would not be there. Mm. None of us can really cover our own sins by ourselves. Right. If you keep reading in Isaiah and you go to the next chapter, I find this part so interesting. Because remember, he said, I've hidden my face from you and given you over to the power of your iniquities. But check out God's grace, too, in Isaiah 65 verses one through two, and and maybe even if you keep reading a little bit more, but I'm going to just read verse one and two. It says, I permit it myself to be sought by those who did not ask for me yeah that is just that that part right there is just mind-boggling yeah no one asks for him no one seeks him but somehow god has permitted himself to be sought right i permitted myself to be found wow by those who do who did not seek me i said here i am or no here am I, here am I, to a nation which did not call on my name. I have spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in the way which is not good, following their own thoughts. So here again, we see God's grace. Without God revealing himself, without God drawing us to himself, we will remain lost. Right, right. And the whole, like the big picture of like, we are sinners. We are not able to work ourselves to cover our sin. And the only person that can really redeem us and restore us to our image, the image that we were created with the image of God, is God himself. Absolutely. And he has done it. He doesn't have to. Mm. He's not obligated to. But that's what grace is, right? He's not obligated to, but he, in his grace, has provided a way. So what man needs is not more works, not more deeds. What man needs in his natural condition is not, not more education or instruction. Mm-hmm. But what he needs is, is the Savior, is the gospel. Mm. Yeah, and I wonder if that's what Satan was kind of a little piece of what he was hoping. Like, ooh, let me mess up this. You know, because like you brought up, like everything was good. Yeah, back then. And, uh, and they fall and then... Satan sees us, let me cause them to fall too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just speculating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, is, he is the deceiver, right? That's what the Bible calls him. And he's waiting like a lion to devour anyone he can. Yeah. And, and so if we are not, uh, if we leave ourselves vulnerable, then obviously he's going to bring all these thoughts of really rebelling against God and all this pridefulness, all this wanting to exalt ourselves instead of exalting God. 
and all these things that that will lead us into breaking his law and, and falling into sin mm. <clears throat> but the promise of the gospel is that through christ now our the image that was distorted once now we are being confirmed into image of his son mm. uh-huh. right and, yeah and that's romans 8 29 but i want to read the whole 28 and 29 and i i always like romans 8 20 is one of the most what do you call coded verse uh. especially when it comes to suffering but i feel like romans 8 28 is incomplete without 29 because it just it just is a gives a bigger picture and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose now what is this all things work together for good what is this Right there in verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be confirmed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So today God is not only saving us from our sin, Uh he's not only covered our sin, but at the same time, after covering and giving us forgiveness, he's also confirming us to the image of his son, which is like he's really making us perfect like his son is perfect. Yeah, making us more like Jesus. More like Jesus. Yeah, and, and Jesus is obviously the Savior, but again, He is the one who has fulfilled the law. We mm-hmm. keep, I feel like this has come up like, like in the last past two or three weeks. We keep talking about how Christ has fulfilled the law. Yeah. This whole idea of the law being broken. Like, yes, before, uh, before the Ten Commandments w- were there, Adam and Eve fell because they broke what God told them. Um, to do or not to do they didn't follow that Hmm. and and so this so here it is God lays out the moral law the Ten Commands that show us how to live without offending God or offending our fellow brothers because remember love God with all your heart soul mind and strength and then the the next one is love your neighbor right you know so like the Ten Commandments gives us the first four are towards God the last six are towards man which none of us can fully keep, but right. Christ has been the one to fulfill that and live that perfectly. And so through his, uh, through his perfect life in his death, he's without blemish. Yeah. And God is satisfied in laying all of his wrath upon him. Damn. And through him, we now have atonement from the sh- for his blood that was shed for us. Yeah. You know, and, and in the Old Testament, we see that picture. We see a picture of that with the, right. the offerings and the sacrifices. The land, yeah. But through him, all of that is done away with him. Everything is fulfilled in him. And right. so by his blood covering us, we now have uh, forgiveness for our sins. Just like with Adam and Eve, God took those garments that they sold, got rid of them. He, he killed an animal, covered them with that. And there again is that same picture right. of the shedding of blood and God being the one to cover, cover it. our sin. Mm. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that's that's really that that is that is key there. And and you know now with Christ's uh, death on the cross, not only that He forgave our sin, but now by fulfilling the law, his righteousness is imputed upon us and that is the only way we can stand in front of God and not not die that is the only way we can be in the presence of God because only holy and pure can be in his presence and while we were sinners Christ took all of our sin 
who knew no sin so that we can become his righteousness, the righteousness that he fulfilled, all the laws that he fulfilled, that is imputed upon us. Yeah. You know, when you talk about standing before God and his righteousness, like I think of, I think of um, John in Revelation when he saw the angel yeah. and he fell down. Mm -hmm. Like when he saw that angel, the, the, the fear and just the awe that came over him just to see an angel. Yeah. Something that God created. Right. Now imagine standing before God, God. and not being right, right through Christ. Like, oh, the fear and trembling that right. will. And even even that relation with the revelation in Isaiah six, when when there's a when when there's a, this famous verse that where angels are singing and and Isaiah writes, "Holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, mm -hmm. holy, holy is the Lord." Even there, even the angels are covering, covering. their eyes. Right. Mm. So think about angel. And John, mm -hmm. and John could not even see angel. Now angels can't even see God in their mm. fullness, and they had to cover eyes. So how holy is he? Yeah, wow. My, uh, I had a, I had a conversation with one of my friends a, a, a while ago, and the the thing that's so disheartening too, when you talk to people about the gospel and really rejecting the work of Christ. Um, it was just, it was so sad because it's, he says to me, like, he can't accept someone stepping in his place for what he did. He thinks that when he sees God, he's going to stand up and say to God, yeah, that was me. And I take accountability for what I've done. Yeah. I can't accept someone taking, mm. a real man won't do that. Mm. And I'm just thinking like, when you stand before God, nothing you say or do will be able to make you right. good in His presence except for the work of Christ. Yeah. But essentially, when we that's what we do when we reject the work of Christ. Mm. Like, I don't need what Christ has done for me. I can, I'm good. I can be my own Savior, right? And, yeah. And really, I mean... Again, it goes back to that book in Isaiah. All of this will be counted as filthy rags without Christ. Yeah. And, and, and just another thought, too, um, you know, with truly understanding our, our condition. Um, and I think we said this before, just re recognizing that there is no other name given to men which by they will be saved. There's no other name. Yeah. It's only Christ. And to think that there is some other way after God crushed his one and only son, who he loves for our sin, to think that there is some other way is just... It's um, blasphemy. In yeah, my the, I mean, that's... the word that came to my mind was <laughs> asinine. It's just like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous it to is. think that there's some other Absolutely. way even after god himself has told us there right. isn't there another isn't. way mm -hmm. and and um like just like through adam sin entered the world through christ redemption came to us yeah and we see that in romans 5 right 18 to 19 so then as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men even so, through one act of righteousness, 
there resulted justification to life of life to all men. For as through one man's disobedience the many were made sinners. Even so through the obedience of the one, that is Jesus, the many will be made righteous. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. Right. The first Adam brought sin. The second Adam um, um, offers uh, justification yeah. or the forgiveness of sins. Not to, and, and when it says to all men, it doesn't mean universal. Yeah. Uh, everyone is now saved. It right. doesn't mean that. Because even as you keep reading, it says, even, though, even so through the obedience of the one, mm-hmm. the many will be made righteous. Mm-hmm. Now all will be made righteous. Uh, I think... And I could be wrong on this. I think all men is just, for me, when I see that, I think of like just not just, for example, Americans. No. It's like Americans, Chinese, da 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 da. So people from all nations. And, yeah. Um, also, also the fact that Paul wrote this to the church, mm. to the believers, mm-hmm. right? He didn't write this to unbelievers. He write, here he's writing this to a group of believers in the church in Romans. Mm. So when he's saying all men, Context-wise, he's writing to believers hmm. over here. So it, so again, again, like justification mm-hmm. comes with the cause that it, it salvation comes by faith in Christ, and only those that have faith in Christ are the ones that 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 are saved. You said it perfectly, man. Perfect. Yeah. And 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 you know the thing that I like also in this part of justification is those who are justified. Mm-hmm. Those who are saved by Christ's work, we are we remain saved. Regardless mm-hmm. of what we do, we remain saved. And I like this verse in John 6, 37. And, and uh, over here, Jesus says, All that the Father gives me will come to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Mm-hmm. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. That sounds like shots at Seventh Day Adventist. <laughs> yep, or any other workplace theology. Mm-hmm. That first, it is the Father who gives people, who elects people to His Son, mm-hmm. and whoever comes to Son, and those who we will elect will come to the Son. So it means that the God's work will be will. That's why the gospel needs to be shared to the world because those that Father has chosen will respond to the gospel. And then those who will respond, God will never cast out. Which means that there is nothing such as losing of salvation. Yeah. Right? I mean, if God is the one who saves, He's never going to cast us out. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So, we always do a verse of the day. Yeah. Uh, And we didn't pick one out. But if if we were to pick one, and it could be one that we've already mentioned today. What do you think our verse of the day should be? Oh, man. Uh, I think going for me in my thought, uh, going back to the main purpose behind our creation, First mm-hmm. Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And you can pick one on your uh, your side. But for me, the reason why that is is how often. I mean, over here the verse is like you know whether you eat or drink. How often when we eat and drink, we think about the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But we were created. To do everything for the glory of God, regardless of what job you do, regardless if you're a pastor, or if you're a doctor, if you're a, if you're an engineer, whatever profession you are doing, you are to do it with the intention to bring God glory. 
-hmm. And the part of us is to think, how can I glorify God with whatever I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 you know, I, I was, I was last night when we were yesterday, when we were talking about it, right after we got off the phone, I was eating my lunch and I was just thinking about how can I glorify God with my food right now, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I had to think about like, God, thank you for giving me the sense of taste that I can taste the deliciousness of this food. Thank you for providing this food. There are so many things that we take it for granted that mm -hmm. we need to be constantly glorifying Him for yeah, and thanking Him for. It, you know, and using that too, I think our first thought or the first thing that we have to acknowledge with us being um, being men are and not men but man mm -hmm. so females included man female fe man woman yeah man <laughs> woman thank you the, you know the first thing with that too though is thinking out when we try the glory of God we've all fallen short and it's yeah. impossible for us to do this and so yeah. that's why Christ is so mm. important yeah um, it, it's through Christ uh, that we could truly right um, glorify God right. because of the work that he did right remember like when we talk about Christ fulfilling the law like Christ is that the the human side of Christ is what we were supposed to be right um, we were supposed everything that we were supposed to do was to bring mm. God glory. glory but now because of this the sin that we've been formed and shaped in our our, our, our sin stained uh, selves there is this perverted side that stops us from giving right. God glory in everything. Absolutely. And that is the reason why we need right. Christ. And that kind of that really got me because uh, I had that in my thought. I forgot. But one of the ways we can, because oftentimes people have this idea like, how can I glorify God? Right. That's the question. We know we have to glorify God, but how do we do it? Mm -hmm. And one of the best way to do it is by becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm. and 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 how do we become more like Christ the more you read the scripture the more you know about who Christ is you are you are going to learn about how he responded to certain situation how his human side was which was what we were supposed to be right mm -hmm. and and not only through him we are redeemed but he also left a great example for us to follow the great yeah. role model for us to follow yeah and i think to support that the thought is uh, it's what the Bible calls renewing your mind. mind. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that renewing of the mind is with God's truth. Mm -hmm. And the spirit that God has given us aids in helping us to become more like Christ. So like, mm -hmm. um, not just, and, and with the reading, it comes also where, like I, like I just told you, um, with the whole couch issue yeah. at my house, there's the Holy Spirit saying that wasn't right. Yeah. So there wasn't any verse that I read necessarily to, to point out my sin, but the Spirit of God in me is saying that was sin. Mm. And so the Spirit of God is also helping us yeah. to become more like, like Christ God. to bring glory, glory to, God. to God. Absolutely. I think that, that was well put. So, so that would be our verse of the day. Yeah. Uh, the, the final thought that I have mm -hmm. um, with this is this whole idea with creation. More than anything else in creation, uh, we are made in the image of God. Yeah. The stars shine, shine bright. Um, 
or um, there are so many other things that we could try to reference in, in creation. But out of everything, when we consider everything, we are the only thing in creation uh, that is made in the image of God, that bears, uh, that is made in the likeness of God. And, um, and when we consider the, our, our sin and like how our sin has affected the rest of the earth, uh, but also consider the fact that Christ became a man and didn't become anything else to redeem us. Yeah, that's so, I mean, how can you not, how can this not lead us into really praising Him and worshiping Him, right? I mean, knowing that Christ became one of us so that He could redeem us. Amen. Yeah. So on that note, uh, we're going to end our episode here. Thank you guys for tuning in again this week. We will see you guys next week with another episode of Setting Our Thoughts Captive. Yeah, yeah.